When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. English football might yet get itself together. Calvin Phillips returns and is a job swap on the cards. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Tuesday, 26th of April. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Vidish Nandaraja. And I'm Jim Campbell. Jim Campbell's back, everybody. What a long time yeah. it's been, Jim. How you doing? Vish is, it's been so long. Vish has written his weight in words. Yeah. Lord Banter's been elevated to a Viscount. Okay. You've missed a lot. I have. Yeah. Different times, Jim. You yeah. leave and it all... It all changes. Yeah, I was going nice to say falls apart. It's just a bit different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone's a little bit older, Jim. including you, actually. You yeah. didn't avoid that. No, we can't. Impossible. I mean, that, but that's better than the alternative, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. In the long term, yeah. at least. Yeah. Jim's got a, a tan, everybody. He's gone all Ben White. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he hasn't. What? But, no, but Ben White. <laughs> I don't White have to take a... that. I mean, like, I'm just, I'm tanned. The man's tanned. You got really angry, though, the idea that I'm Jim like might be ben claiming White. to be Ben White. Yeah. What's the story? No, you, no you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I just don't. I, I just know don't. Ben. I know Ben, <laughs> and you're nothing like him. I just think the similarities aren't very strong. Well, you know, just... And I, I, think don't, it, I, I don't think he was claiming to be Ben any. White. He's just got a tan. Like, Ben White's got a tan. He's wearing a white T-shirt. Yeah. Awake it. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Uh, and did you feel like this was a suitable game of football for you to return to? Crystal Palace nil, Leeds nil. Uh, are you asking Jim White or Ben, or ben White? <laughs> <laughs> Jim White. Jim White. Probably more like Jim White than Ben White, to be fair, actually. 
Good to be back. <laughs> um, yeah, no, sometimes on Monday Night Football in particular, you, you sense a game you know, under the floodlights with two sort of quite forward thinking teams is going to be going to be a bit of a barn burner. And then sometimes it isn't. There were some um, barns that were burnt, though. Yeah, the, I, I think the, the barns were like wet, weren't they? The, barn, the barns wouldn't take light. Um, it, I mean, it wasn't the worst game I've ever seen, but there weren't any goals and they're the best bit. No, come on. That's not fair. You're a football purist. Yeah. And I prefer goals. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. That's true. No, I mean, it wasn't like it was a terrible performance from either team. But, you know, sometimes you settle in and you think, you know what? I feel like this is going to have like six or seven goals in it. You just get a feeling and then the feeling is completely wrong. You're is like, that what no. the feeling you had? Oh, that's just yeah, yeah. That's, I, just, I just felt like it was going to be one of those like absolute thrillers. <laughs> You've forgotten thrillers. what football is like. can be like most yeah, of the time, um, yeah. It's, most of it's like throw-ins and stuff, isn't it? Like looking... <laughs> it's actually quite dull. Yeah. What are you doing? Go back on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it felt to me this like a you know, game with two teams with nothing to play for. But strictly speaking, Leeds did have something to play for right there. Yeah, well, I mean, it was halfway through the game where I was like, oh, I wonder what the table would look like, you know, if the result went Palace's way. And I was like, oh, wow, Leeds actually need this. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We've been so preoccupied with Everton and Burnley um, because I, I would say Everton are now the neutrals' favourite to get relegated purely on the back of Frank Lampard. And Burnley getting rid of Dyche has drawn attention their way. And Leeds are... Yeah, absolutely. Still not out of it. I thought this would be. To be fair, I don't think it was. I don't think it was that bad a game. I think no, the, fa- the fact that it was a standalone yeah. Monday game probably made made it feel know, a bit. Gave us all you know start of the start of the working mm. week. We all invested quite a lot into this more than we perhaps should have done. But I thought that I thought it would be. Certainly thought there would be goals if you if you look at the um you know their styles of play. They they do seem quite conducive to going back and forth at each other in a bit of a basketball match, but. I wonder if Palace, just after the FA Cup semi-final, were a bit down, even though they did dictate a lot of this. And Leeds generally seem pretty happy with that point. Mm. Um, obviously, Burnley have a game in hand that would only take them to, if they won it, it would only take them to 32. So Leeds are still two points ahead of them. Um, but yeah, I, like it, I, I also think we were maybe kidded into thinking that there were more chances than there were because there was a point where Zaha just wouldn't stop shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I know, like him and Luke Ayling had a nice little battle, and Zaha definitely got the best of it. But... Yeah, it pushed him in the face, but no biggie. That was Rafinha, wasn't it? Pushed. You're absolutely yeah, right. Sorry, uh, it was Zaha on Rafinha. Zaha on Rafinha, yeah. Um, and then, but then, like you know, obviously playing on the same side, him and Ayling went at it a few times, and yeah, then Zaha just wanted to shoot. I think he had himself down as first goal scorer. Do you think it? Uh, maybe, yeah. Do you think it was also a bit because well, Jean Philippe Mateto, I feel like he had a few chances. Was it in the first half that he didn't pull off and perhaps should have done? So maybe Zaha's like. Right, come on in. I can solve this. Maybe there was a there was a moment where I think because um, obviously they you know that team have played together for a long long time. Um, <laughs> there was a point where I think it was his third shot in ten minutes in the second half, where Eze um, had got to the edge of the box and was free and just pointed at his down at his feet, didn't get the ball and just turned around and walked away <laughs> rather than remonstrating. He was like, yeah, well, fine. Yeah, yeah, this is how it's going to be. He is so much fun to watch, Jose. It's so good to see him back. Yeah. Just, he's just an absolute, he's one of those just joyful footballers with that, with that joyful footballer glide. And it's so good to see him back on the pitch. I can't remember who came up with this phrase. Um, I think it might have been our friends at Stadio, uh, but he's the kind of player who he plays like he's whistling. <laughs> like so carefree and just yeah. casual and you kind of like this guy looks like he's just having a good time he's just totally content out there um, and yeah I, I think that went on watch Eze and I was kind of wondering actually what is his what you know what's his next 
step in his evolution as a footballer? Is he more going to be a player who takes the game by the scruff of his neck? Is he going to be a facilitator, kind of catalyst type? Mm. Um, but yeah, right now he's very fun yeah. and it's nice that we don't have to indulge the seriousness just yet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I could see him actually in the future be, almost being a Zaha type where if you build a team around him, he will really, really thrive. Do you think he'd play more out wide? Possibly, because he, he carries the ball so, so well, doesn't he? He's got that natural ability within him and out wide, that's really, really, you know, really key and, and really important. But then again, you know, it, it works where it is. They've got Zaha now, but I can see him... I can see him working in a number of positions, really, with just that natural... Yeah, I, I think absolutely those qualities, I agree with you on that. I think perhaps... I mean, obviously, drift out wide. I think more centrally, I think very like pretty similar to what Foden does for Man City. Mm. Just someone who just drifts in the middle and, and, as you say, carries the ball forward as well. Exciting to see for Leeds as well, Cameron Phillips back in the starting yeah. lineup. Um, first time Jesse Marsh was able to name him. Of course, oh... He and, and Marsh and uh, Patrick Vieira had a big old uh, cuddle before kickoff, didn't they? Because, um, well, they've come up against each other in MLS. Yes, they have, yeah. Have you seen that picture? There's a picture of all of the MLS head coaches in a, like a team school photo. Oh, really? Like, like a photo. Of, can you imagine? That's, quite, that's such a Premier good League. idea. Can you, can you imagine the Premier League head coaches all getting together for a little school photo? I'd love that. Like a, like do you the think big they could be? I wedding. don't think I don't think they could be made to. Do you? Yo, they should do that, and they should do it as like a season-long advent calendar. But you only <laughs> you only get the treats when someone's sacked. I mean, you'd have, you'd have to. How do you mean? So the faces are like you'd open them up and get like. But you'd have, it'd have to be something durable because obviously it has to last the whole year. Yeah, and also bear in mind you'd probably have like to like whiskey or something. Yeah, yes, little, great little idea. Whiskey. Great idea. You would have to replenish the Watford one quite regularly, though. Yeah, you? you would. <laughs> It'd be like a locked box, wouldn't it? So that you yourself couldn't open it. It has to be some sort of electronic thing where the Premier League open it for you. <laughs> quite a complicated system, but I'm st- I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Phillips back in back in the starting lineup making making beef. He says um, making beef. You've making... never said that word in your life in that context, have you? I I used I do use someone's term... fashioning beef. I do, <laughs> I do use the term beef, but you're correct that I wouldn't normally say you make it. Do you? I've used that wrong. You make bacon. Yeah. You know what that is, Fish. What on earth are you talking about? Why have you made it weird by saying I don't know? He said um, he is a good player on on Zaha, this is. But I think he dives a lot, to be honest with you. Ooh, Calvin. Calvin. He's not technically wrong, is he? Zaha gets some treatment. I think... No, no, he definitely does. I think think he's, you know, perhaps... Called a diver slightly unfairly sometimes. But I think it's just... It's just an occupational hazard, though, isn't it? If you play like that, and if you play on the wing, you kind of mm-hmm. have to. You have to. It, yeah, yeah. You, you kind of have to it. kind of um, exaggerate contact, otherwise, you won't play very long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, Leeds are unbeaten in five. Um, they've now got Manchester City, Arsenal, and Chelsea in their next three games. So yes, as Vish points out, it, it's close, and there is plenty for them to play for. Everton are going to be fine, as it turns out, because a member of the House of Lords yesterday asked bishops to pray for them. <laughs> hmm. The but good it thing seems is... It harsh on Burnley, that. Yeah, well, it seems as though this specific lord was... I don't know how many Burnley lords we've got. I think mm. we should be told. Yeah. Burnley supporting lords. Do you think they have to uh, divulge that? You know, like when they have like special interests, do you think they have to tell us who they support? <laughs> I'd quite like that. That'd yeah. be quite interesting. 
Yeah, what is part of it? Are you talking about, you know, like when you, they correct data, collect data on, you know, like your race, your gender? I mean, there's probably no point in the House of Lords, is there? But um, <laughs> your, your football team. Yeah, uh, well, so it's kind of stuff, stuff that you should have access to, like, you know, expense claims and things like that. Yeah. It, it does. It, might it be a, you know, a signal of a further slide into populism? that we force the House of Lords to reveal who they support? I would say they're already there, given of all the things that are happening in the world and this country right now, that someone that someone in the House of Lords has asked the bishops to pray for Everton Football Club. <laughs> why don't we just lead into it? Yeah, yeah, you know, why not? You're right. The Lords and the religious leaders are talking about Everton. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Another. I mean, I think. I think if anything, yeah. And I think if anything, it just supports the whole big club conspiracy, right? Doesn't it? Like they've got the laws. They've got the Lord on their side potentially, and they're you know part of. Is that how it works? Do they have access to the big man? I guess so. All of them. They all put their rings together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose we'll find out at the end of the season. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Won't we, Vish? Won't it be? Won't it be a turn up for the books if it turns out that the Lord is backing mm, Burnley? God keeps Everton up or come, Burnley up. Come on! Um, did you see the kid at half time at the Palace game who scored a penalty and then he ran off to the um, to the crowd doing like the ears celebration? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Absolutely love that. It's like, oh, this kid is. Kids made some enemies already. There, there's a... Did he have a shirt? Did he put his shirt on the other way around and point to his name? Yeah. But, uh, do you remember a while ago there was this thread about kids doing celebrations that they've seen on TV? Yeah. And my favourite one, which is similar to that, because I don't really un- think the kid understands what that means. <laughs> there was a dad who replied to the thread and said that his kid <laughs> scored and then looked up the heavens and he was like, I don't know why. But, you know, all four of his grandparents are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> he will have had no, no, no one who passed away. Uh, well, that's, that's a beautiful story in a way. Um, let's move on to this uh, conversation about the latest madness in the managerial merry-go-round, which is news, wicked whispers about a Conte job swap mm. with Mauricio Pochettino. This is quite new on the merry-go-round though, isn't it? It's, it's not often that we concept. see managers try to sort of swap seats while it's going around. <laughs> yeah. It's quite, it's quite a high wire act that. Yeah. yeah. That's... Isn't there like a, wasn't there an action film? Maybe I'm thinking Jingle All The Way. There's, a, <laughs> there's an action film where there's a scene on the merry-go-round. That sounds familiar, there? yeah. And they're kind of chasing each other on it. Not a serious action film, but... Unless it's Bond, I'm not going to be able to help you. Um, yeah, Andy and Miguel... Yeah, but one of the old Bonds, isn't it? I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Andy and Miguel Delaney suggested that it could happen last Thursday on, on the continent. And then on Sunday night, La Parisienne, who knows if they were just listening to, uh, to On the Continent, reported that PSG are looking to fire Mauricio Pochettino imminently and Antonio Conte has offered... offered. That's the quote. That's in quotes, Fish. Mm. That's, that's a sign of your profession, isn't it? As someone's really like had that quote from the man himself, I expect. Yeah, yeah, almost. He's offered to replace him. I mean, That's concrete evidence. I mean, it's going to happen. I don't know even why we're debating it. Is Conte part Kardashian? <laughs> why is he so messy? He's so messy, isn't he? He absolutely loves chaos. Like Eric Dyer said a little while ago, like when <laughs> we was asked about the upturn in form, and he, he said something like, Conte has made comfort our enemy. It's like, yeah, this is just, it's not sustainable, this, is it? Yeah. He just loves it. Was it Conte who's the one who supposedly rings him up all hours of the day and night? Oh no, is that Simeone? Anyway, yeah. same sort of general behaviour. Similar energy though with those two. Yeah, I think the whole thing, so so the idea is that Conte, the whole slightly irritating thing about this story uh, 
let's say from the Spurs perspective, but generally from the from someone who you know just likes a nice quiet life like me, um, is that this Conte vibe? This Conte vibe of fighting for stuff, for want, wanting thing, making people edgy, trying to is is a way of managing up. Basically, yeah, he's done it yeah. at all his clubs. He's tried to manage the chairman or whoever mm. is responsible for spending the money to make the transfers, right? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the premise with Conte is that he's high maintenance, but he's high reward. Exactly. Yes. And he has to, you know, and that's the idea. You have to keep asking for stuff. Otherwise, you you settle with the with the tool. And that was the great problem that Poch had at the end before, he, before that whole thing blew up, is that he didn't manage, and I'm not saying it's his fault, Although I guess it must be because, it, but he didn't manage to persuade Daniel Levy, and people will say oh, it's Levy's fault. He should have known. But the fact is, he didn't manage to get uh, access to players that he wanted. And and I, and again, you know, that might just not be the thing that is his strength. He has God knows he has loads and loads of strengths, and I thought I thought it was absolutely wonderful manager. But the fact is, Conte's little agitating behaviour is how he gets stuff done at clubs. And in this situation, yeah, perhaps I'm fucking wrong, and he's about to go and manage at PSG, but. I, <laughs> I don't see how that little that little performance would work at Paris Saint-Germain because it's such a basket yeah. case of a club. Although you're always going to be backed, aren't you? Essentially at Paris Saint-Germain. So it's, yeah, it's but no, maybe because, not quite in the same No, because thing. football is... Uh, football's a fucking team game, isn't it? It's a team game made of a team that you've got to create a team. That's what Poch does. You're going to be backed at Paris Saint-Germain in the sense of I'm going to buy you a cross to wear around your neck that's going to weigh you down and not... Um, deliver God. Yeah, it's like a loan from the mafia, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fans for Kitty but from because PSG. Conte tends not to stick around at a place too too long, I think he he'd probably prefer that rather than PSG seem to be looking towards bringing youth through. What the more, fuck is the point of winning the Champions back. League with PSG? Jim, answer me that. Well, I genuinely think if they win it next season, especially what's happening now with their fans who are like literally leaving the stadium to celebrate the team's like title win without the team, <laughs> it would just imagine it'll someone be celebrating ridiculous. someone going somewhere else to celebrate your birthday. Yeah. That's kind of that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. If if PSG win the Champions League next season like or in the, the next five years or however like long, you. yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll just be like, well done, well done, everyone. It'll just it will almost seem embarrassing at this point. Not winning it is embarrassing. I, I even think them winning it will be embarrassing soon. But anyway, we got off the off topic a little bit. Um, no, we got but it's it. well, it feeds into it, doesn't it? Well, it's yeah, just like, it's, why would yeah, why would he go? Yeah, I feel like Conte talks about vision a lot, doesn't he? And he talks about being backed a lot, and he he, he makes a lot of statements that. Suggest Jess is a bit of unrest behind the scene, behind the scenes. But I, I mean, I don't know how true that can be because presumably Conte's he's not stupid. He knows that their budget will depend on whether or not they finish in the top four. We don't know if they're going to finish in the top four yet because who can possibly know that until the, unfortunately for the two of us, probably the last day of the season. Mm. Um, so I would think. It's... I don't know why you're laughing, fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Carry on. But it's, um... When are those Champions League reforms coming in? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it seems it's probably just a lot of noise to send a message to Levy, isn't it? But Levy will. will, will... It, it just fa- I, I cannot fathom the idea that Conte won't be putting two and two together, that their budget depends on whether they finish in the top four or not. And I think he's just sending a message to Levy. It's like, we want to spend every penny of that, essentially. I would also say that everything Conte has complained about. Mm. The way he's complained about it might be different, but previous managers have have complained about complained about exactly the same thing. Mm. They've always, and it's always at a certain time of the season that they always talk about the need to refresh this, that, and the other. Yeah, and almost trying to use the press as a way of going to um, going to leave your cap in hand publicly to say, "Please, sir, can we have some more?" I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and. 
I do wonder, and I, I'm just floating this out there. I, you know, this is just something, something literally just come into my head. I, I do wonder if he's seen that and thought, I probably have to go about this a bit differently. Mm. I maybe have to light a bit more of a fire under him. and Which is also act, his style anyway. Act out a bit in public. Yeah. You know? I, I and it might seem a bit toddlerish, but I, maybe it has to be done to get what I want. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's, he's said a few times, isn't he? Oh, look, the, the club are further behind than I expected them to be, which is really a mad thing to say about yeah. a team you're trying to motivate, surely. So there must and be And it also some... makes you look kind of bad, right? Yeah, exactly. Because did you not do your due diligence yeah, before you quite. took the job? <laughs> but, but, but we should also, like, I think maybe we lose sight of this because of the, when that story came out, it seemed like such a nonsense. Um, just the, not the story itself, but the, the premise, it seems absurd, doesn't it? Mm. But I think objectively, Spurs are playing the kind of football under Conte at the, at the minute that far eclipses anything they've done in the last two seasons last two games aside yeah I mean you're going to get you're going to get those bumps especially when the pressure yeah. ramps up but I think when you look at how they're playing if you look at the way you know someone like Kulisevsky has come in and, mm. and slotted in so well I think there's I think there's a lot to work with there and I I would I would kind of hope that they're probably having this conversation behind closed doors but Levy's going to contact oh that's a bit out of order also please don't go <laughs> <laughs> This is actually working out all right so far. Yeah, yeah. I think also just from a str- strategy perspective, I can't remember if we've talked about this in here or, or you know just amongst ourselves. But the whole thing about PSG is it it doesn't seem to be a great platform to to you know to build your prof- to build no. yourself as a manager, does it? And no, it if we look at we'll talk uh, probably tomorrow about Unai Emery, you know what he's managed to do subsequently, and and various other bosses as well. Yeah. Tuchel, Ancelotti. Tuchel, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially you get a free hit of a league title, and you get a crack at the Champions League with a really silly budget. And if you don't win it, it's, it's framed as being a bit embarrassing for you. It's like yeah. it's very difficult to come out of it looking like a winner, isn't it? Even if you win like a treble. But but, but, but I also I also think people come out of it insulated because other clubs know how much of a basket case it is. Yeah. So yeah. no one judges you really. Ah, for being so a bit that's of a really an argument there. for doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, True. almost. It's like earn your money, take your gap year to yes. man. Because if he thinks come he can back, do it come in a back, year, okay, that's more persuasive. And come back to the real world when you're ready. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I'm more persuaded now. Um, on Poch, I feel like he's um had a bit of a. Uh, it feels like a mistake that he's not just said, "All right, I'm leaving." But I mm. guess that shows he's not got anything lined up. What and, I mean, and he's he's been too slow to leave a number of things. And also, he he won't get his money, will he? Will he? If he leaves, he'll just wait for them to sack him. Surely that's how a lot He'll of just be in secondhand suits forever. <laughs> <laughs> so in Poch. in the in the world where this rumor is absolutely true, yes. Would you, how would you feel about Pochettino going back to Spurs? I'd feel. I mean, I, I love him. You know, it'd be slightly based on what happened next, wouldn't it? I, I when the facts change, I change my mind, like all <laughs> the best politicians. Um, yeah. So previously, I would have felt absolutely ecstatic. Right now, I'm kind of bought into the Conte project because mm. I I believe in him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Luton Town manager Nathan Jones has been learning from the Antonio School of, uh, of Relaxed Management recently. He's been dealing with a problem at Luton Town and we know they've been pushing for potentially uh, moving up to the Premier League. Um, you know, it's important to build a kind of united sense of self in the dressing room to work on culture. And there has been a sense of culture in the dressing room, but he's not happy with it. They're too obsessed, according to Nathan, with table tennis. I felt that some, this is a quote, I felt that some of the players were more concerned about being good on the table tennis table than they were about being professional footballers. There was a big table tennis culture, so I thought I can either cajole them and try and get them into the gym or I can burn the table tennis table. 
it was far easier to burn the table tennis table. Jim, what do you have to say about that? I think if you look at the championship table, yes, that they're they're fifth in it, so they're they're actually doing pretty well. So I don't I think maybe the, you the table tennis the... table was was helpful in some way. Okay, it seems a little extreme to but me. Do we know when it was burnt? I don't Good know. Question. I don't know exactly when Maybe it was that burnt. Was what kicks this off. Yeah. And I have concerns as well about what happens when you burn a table tennis table. Yeah, I mean, it's surely a lot of plastic on that can't smell great. Yeah, it's it's some melamine, melamine something. I don't think it's supposed to be burnt. The rest of it is uh, compressed plywood. I just mm. I just learnt. It's a big like it's a so big move fine. that isn't it? Either everyone's going to stand around going, "Whoa, this guy's a maverick thinker," or like, "This is like." David Brent meets jackass. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Also, did he pile them all onto each other and set fire to them like the Joker in the Dark Knight, <laughs> and just slides down the side? Yeah. And it's like, right, you, you, you to all the belong Premier to League. Me, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also of all the of all the cultures that pervade English football. This is one of the nicer ones, isn't it? <laughs> Right, yeah, it's not like he's clearing out a kind of drinking culture yeah. or like yeah. going out. Sure, it's better that they're staying in, doing a few rounds of table tennis yeah. rather than going out and getting smashed. <laughs> Let's have a few now rounds get to the pub and bond. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a few rounds of table tennis. <laughs> uh, was it hard for you not to call it whiff waff? <laughs> Time for a break. <laughs> <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm bored watching Newcastle. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Great to have you guys with us. Jim Vishami with you today. Now it's time for a couple of emails. Press the button. 
Tickle your ivories. Foot, football ramble. I think it's a pretty good place to start. Foot, football ramble. Well, it just sounds a bit gimmicky. But I think it's exciting. Ramble. Football ramble. Phil Neville. Confused um, <laughs> testicles with balls. Very rarely does it all go completely silent because no one knows what to say. Where does this rank? Is it above or below punching the, the punching of the horse? They thought to themselves, Paul. Well, yeah. old fizzer knows he's young. Personally, I think it's a bit of a silly one. You got email. Well done. Football ramble. <laughs> the home of Willie Wavett. <laughs> you got email. Tune in this time next week to hear it again. Don't play it again. Don't. <laughs> Here we are. We do have email. Uh, Jim Calverley has been in touch. He says, as an avid fan of National League North struggling giant York City, I keep a special place in my heart for some previous managers, especially those that took us back to the league in 2012. Mm. Nowadays, my former hero finds himself managing lower down the pyramid at Corby Town FC, what well, he did until this weekend anyway. On Saturday, before the final whistle in their game against Belper Town FC, they released this statement. Corby Town Football Club can confirm they have parted company with the first team manager by mutual consent. They sacked the manager without even having the decency of naming him. I hope the Ramble will do him the, do him the honour of naming him. A European Cup winner under the great Brian Clough, a three-time Wembley winning manager, twice in a week with City, and a non-league version of KK. Gary Mills deserves better. Gary Mills. Gary so, yeah. Mills, I'm sorry, mate. Yeah. Did they just release a template? <laughs> it looks that way, doesn't it? Or just yeah. for, it's, it's really disrespectful to not name the man, especially when there are so few Garys now. Because no babies are being called Gary, are they? So Ooh, is it true. a further attempt to erase Garys from history? But equally, very few babies on football club managers. True, true. But, you know, we don't know how deep this goes, Kate. Um, well, a that boss of mine, baby, he could do it. Yeah, I, w- I would imagine so. Yeah. Checks out. Uh, a friend of mine supports York City, and um, he used to go on about how the 25-year-old centre-back was their, their new player manager for a bit. And I, I was like, is your 25-year-old centre-back still your play- player manager at the moment? He's like, no. He's 26 now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I've got an email from Brighton fan, George Philpot. After watching James Ward Prowse smash in one of his trademark free kicks against us, the commentator uttered the phrase that he was worth his weight in gold. Very common phrase. We all, we've all heard it. Hearing that cliched comment, I started to wonder what his actual worth would be in gold. <laughs> and after roughly estimating his weight based on his Wikipedia page, and getting a little help from a weight-to-gold conversion website, it turns out that according to this particular commentator, James Ward-Prowse was worth around £4 million. <laughs> now then, if we're saying James Ward-Prowse is actually worth around £50 million in the transfer window, in order for him to be worth his weight in gold, he would have to weigh around 750 kilograms, <laughs> which is around £1,600. Not sure he'd be able to bend in as many free kicks being that size, but he'd certainly do a great job being the wall when defending them. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, that's 114 stone, if anyone's wondering about that stone. conversion. Oh, very yeah. good. I like an email that's got a bit of practical analysis, it has got a bit of research, yeah. all I mean, that sort of stuff. We are in the, in the age now where, like footballers are worth way, way more than their weight in gold and they have been for a while. I think we discussed this on the show before. So we were talking about this before we came into the studio and uh, we discovered that antimatter is the most expensive substance um, known to the planet. Now, I don't know if antimatter has a weight because I'm I'm not au fait with how, you know, particle physics works but I think, you know, worth his weight in antimatter does really need to replace this phrase. Yeah, yes. Yeah, email in if you can, do maths, shirtfootballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. And also, tomorrow's Wednesday, 
So it's last chance for this week to get your dilemmas or questions in for Pep Talk so that we can resolve all your issues. Now, guys, this is an interesting one to keep an eye on. Okay, so the fan-led, you'll remember, cast your minds back a few months, you'll remember the fan-led review into football, which was triggered by a number of things, most particularly the attempt to found the European Super League, but also the, the, the terrible thing that happened to Berry uh, going out of business. Anyway, yesterday, the UK government has endorsed the implementation of 10 recommendations made by Tracy Crouch MP's fan-led review. That was back in November. And this includes an independent regulator for English football, which will, according to what they've said uh, yesterday, which will apply an enhanced owners and directors test and would oversee financial regulations. Unclear whether whether new owners can be blocked on geopolitical grounds, for example. They also say the government that they will give fans a greater role in the running of clubs, which is another key recommendation from Tracy Crouch, and that includes options like a shadow board, um, and it should include options like a golden share for fans, which would enable fans to help protect heritage issues such as club stadiums, logo, the logo, the club names, a kit, a colours presumably as well. Um, so we heard a lot more about this from Kevin Miles, um, who's the chief exec of the Football Supporters Association with Andy on Back to the Brink, which is, don't forget, if you haven't listened to it already, but it's out on Football Ramble Presents, everybody. Great, great listen on the European Super League. But the interesting point here, Vish, I think, is that this all sounds pretty good. And there was a lot of pushback when it was first announced in November from a lot of people who run Premier League football clubs yeah. about... Or you know, I did this. This is a bad review. Or this is all going to break everything. Um, so it sounds kind of exciting that these things have been quote unquote endorsed. But there doesn't seem to be, a, as Tracy Crutch herself has pointed out, there doesn't seem to be a time frame. Um, so it's almost like positive PR it could potentially be almost like positive PR hit. Like yeah, we're into this. We want things to be better. But who knows? Still, if it will happen, yeah, yeah. So the the year, well, rather the date floating around was twenty twenty four. But that's because in the am I right in thinking? So when it, when it was discussed or when it was announced yesterday, it, it, the proviso was before the next election, yeah. which is technically, you know, going to be twenty twenty four. Can be right, yeah. yeah. Um, and I suppose it is only two years away, and. I think the yeah, thing, but how many football clubs could we have lost in that time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the, well, the thing on that, I suppose, the thing I find interesting is the fact that they want the Premier League to distribute money better among the football league, the football pyramid more broadly, actually. But they want that sorted this summer. So they want those conversations between the Premier League and the EFL to happen as soon as possible and come out with a solution. Because I feel like they've been in discussions for so many different yes. things, and we never really get to the bottom of anything. We talked about parachute payments briefly last week. That's obviously something that's that's up there and something that they have been discussing behind closed doors even prior to this, I think. Um, but the, yeah, so off the back of that, if they don't come to any conclusion, then the government say that this independent regulator will come in and force them into a deal, basically, which I suppose is something that they right. don't want, yeah. which is you know gives them an incentive to get it sorted quicker. I mean, I, I feel like this is good it's just the execution we kind of just have to wait for it and see really because i feel like they still you know the football clubs still hold all the power in this regard and i suppose the whole point of independent governance and even you know some something which is an offshoot of government as a whole is the idea that put it simply they can say look if you can't look after it we'll take it from you 
Yeah. Can they actually do that though? Mm. Do they have that kind of power over isn't the kind it, of money that is swirls around the top? It's all very unclear, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't isn't, really know. Isn't it a bit like uh, if you're... If, isn't it a bit like if your mum or someone is like, oh, I they need something for... I need this, I need you to do this. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm very busy. I'll do it next Thursday. Yeah. To give them like a... You're like... And then she has to stop asking you until next Thursday. At which point you maybe don't do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> It's tempting to be very cynical about this and think that it's a, a story about a very popular thing that seems positive that a lot of people like that, come, that just comes out at a time when the government are under a lot of pressure for different things. Mm. And the, again, the lack of timeline is concerning. Tracy Crouch is herself a Tory MP. She she works with these people. She she, she herself has been quite vocal about being concerned by the lack of yeah. timeline. So, yeah, I'm I'm not holding my breath um, for this to, to happen anytime soon, personally. Yeah, we, and we mentioned yesterday, of course, that Oldham have been relegated from the um, from the Football League. You know, are they the next club? That that, that whole game was stopped by protest because yeah. initially the the fans kind of dialed back their protest because they were trying to support the possibility of not getting relegated. Their popular manager, they're trying to be supportive, but now protest, and it means their protests are effectively potentially too late for that club um, and the ownership kind of debacle that's gone on there so as she I think in her own intro to this to this report from November she said um clubs are only ever Vish one bad owner away from disaster yeah I mean that's you wouldn't even say that's an astute observation because no. it's mm. it's something that's been very evident for for a long long time um yeah like the olden situation is fascinating really isn't it because it's <laughs> They're almost they're, they're always going to be clubs who sit either side of, you know, whatever these measures are when they are put in place, if they are put in place, and who's going to be the last one down the sinkhole before they plug it, mm. you know? But it, I mean, it, it's the kind of thing because of how messy football is at that level. It's a kind of thing that that actually can't be solved that quickly. There are so many different people you need to talk to, so many different vested interests that need to come together in some way, so many compromises that have to be made. Yeah. That, you know, bear in mind that we're talking about people here who have only ever looked out for themselves and we're asking them to come together and agree on something. Yeah. It is frustrating that the Premier League is so sort of, you know, resistant to this sort of thing because three of next season's Premier League teams are currently in the championship. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a closed shop. It's like teams come and go and there's a sort of responsibility to, to keep those teams afloat yes yeah, <laughs> hashtag not all teams <laughs> but you know what, you know what I mean though right yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was actually the alternative slogan for the uh, European Super League I've um, <laughs> yeah no but you're right I suppose maybe we need to appeal to their self interest a little bit more yeah I mean, that's how you get stuff done, surely, with, with, but, but with I think, people I, yeah and, and I think that's kind of what the government are doing because um you know, by saying, or oh, if you don't do it, we'll... They're almost saying, if you don't do it yourself, we'll do it. And you know how bad we are at doing things. <laughs> don't want us anywhere near this. But yeah. if if you must, if we must... And... Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have you downstreaming your games <laughs> in the, the, on your football courts. And... We'll have, no, you have to play it on tennis pitches. That's, that's what <laughs> yeah, we're going to do yeah. too. Um, the news comes uh, 48 hours after the government launched a full-scale review of women's football and... I think, uh, I'm sure that they'll be talking about this in Upfront, which comes out later today. Flo, Rachel and Chloe will be discussing what this means. Uh, they'll also be looking back on a couple of special Champions League semi-finals at the weekend where Barca went and broke the attendance record again and wondering how Manchester United have blown the race for the Champions League. Sounds familiar, Vish. All that on Football Ramble Presents out later tonight.
there is football for you. Manchester City hosting Real Madrid. Uh, Pep Guardiola says Man City need two exceptional games. Is that true? Or is he just... He says we don't worry about um, their heritage and the competition. Mm. Should he, Jim? Well, no, because they're playing them this year, aren't they? Not playing them in like 1954 um, or wherever it was when they started winning five in a row. It's only their third semi final, though, in the Champions League. What's City? Man City's? Yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I think it's, it's certainly it, not Real Madrid's. No. He's painting them as the underdog, isn't he? Yes. Um, to, to motivate them. And, you know, who am I to doubt Pep Guardiola's methods? I think he knows what he's doing. But, yeah, I, th- well, I mean, at this point, you do need two exceptional games, right? This deep mm. in the competition, it's the, I think it's at this point, it's the best football played anywhere in the world. It's yeah. it's always, always really, really good. So, um, it's going to be absolutely fascinating, actually. And the semi-finals are always better than the finals, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And also, as well, Madrid have just been... They've been so sort of... They've just refused to be beaten, haven't they, in the last few rounds. So that that's going to be playing on their mind. So I think probably that's what, what Guardiola's trying to do, just make sure they just keep it tight for every second of that game because the form Benzema's in, in the Champions League, you just you can't you can't let the ball anywhere near him. There's um There's a worrying... And it's obviously fake, but there's a worrying sense of a feel-good factor, yeah. a feel-good story to what Real Madrid are doing. Yeah, with Modric and Benzema it. in particular, just like yeah. this, like this late flourish of everything they've got left in the tank is, yeah. is coming out now. It's like you know, it's like the latter series, you know, some of the latter seasons of The Sopranos when Tony has something go his way. You're like, oh, good for him. Good for this man who's caused so much misery and pain yeah. for others. Yeah. Or like a Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry comes out on top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think City are in an interesting space right now because they've got quite a few defensive issues, specifically at right yeah. back. I do wonder what they're, what they're going to do there. Pep might play himself. It'd just do something wild. Yeah. He oh did confirm God, the other day, or that. someone, I think it was Surely probably Edison's a joke on Twitter, <laughs> it was confirmed that Gabriel Jesus will not be starting at right wing back. So that's <laughs> that's good. Um, I think that was a joke on Twitter, but I just can't tell anymore. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. This is going to be a, it's going to be a fantastic game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah can't wait. Um, PSG defender Marquinhos said he was so disappointed about losing uh, after losing against Real Madrid that even water was difficult to swallow that day after. Oh, they do care. So what? <laughs> So watch out for that, Peps boys. So I had to drink booze. <laughs> His common exhortation, sit down, drink water and relax, would complete, is just not going to work in this particular situation. So yeah, that is tonight. Manchester City host Real Madrid. Looking forward to that one. Looking forward to the show tomorrow as well. Guys, thanks for, thanks for turning up, Jim. Good to see you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, likewise, Vish, I guess. Cheers. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody, to today's Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. All right, party people. It's a good tan, Jim. Yeah, she is. English football might get itself together. Calvin Phillips returns and is a job swap on the cards. Oh, someone's written some other stuff below it. Bollocks. <laughs> and I'm Vidusha the Hunter Raja. <laughs> 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 Mom. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Listen to this Acast show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, sorry, I forgot I can control that. (laughs) (laughs) The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.